revolution is happening. Moms around the world are discovering how to run their own successful online business from home, giving them more time with their family and the freedom to create the lifestyle of their dreams. These women are mompreneurs. And this is the Mompreneurs Online Podcast. Here's your host, Fiona Lewis. Hi, it's Fiona Lewis here from Mumpreneurs Online and welcome to the next installment of our podcast. Now, today we're going to be covering one of the business models that uh, we talk about on Mumpreneurs Online and that is building a business as a virtual assistant. A few weeks ago, I was very fortunate to meet a man called Brent and Brent told me about a friend of his that he said, look, Fiona, you've really got to talk to this lady. Her name is Donna and Donna is a lady who teaches people about building their own virtual assistant business. So Donna and I got in touch just over a week ago and it was very obvious to me at that point in time that we needed to bring Donna in on the Mumpreneurs Online community and also the Mentoring Mums Online community as one of our faculty members because she has a lot to offer our community. So a little bit about Donna. She is the work from home guru and after building her own VA business over five years ago, she is now dedicating her time to mentoring VAs into building their dream work from home VA business. And she runs many workshops and training programs to help grow this fantastic industry. So Donna, thank you so much for giving us your time today and welcome to the call. Oh, thank you. What a lovely introduction. I feel a bit a bit chuffed. <laughs> well, you should do. You're a special woman. And I, you know, when we first met, we hit it off and I was so impressed with what you're doing. And I knew right then and there that you were an incredible asset to Rumpreneur community, especially women who perhaps are looking for something to do from home and not sure what they want to do. Or maybe they've even started a business as a virtual assistant and they're looking for a little bit of direction. This is something that from the time that we've spent together that I can see you've got incredible skill in. So I'm very, very excited that you're here. Thank you. <laughs> so Donna, just let's just start a little bit about to talk a little bit more about uh, how you sort of went from running your own virtual assistant business into teaching others how to do that. Okay, well, I suppose that is a result of um, I'd say about two years, uh, two years ago, I had quite a lot of people co- calling me up just on my normal business line. Um, every week I'd get two or three calls or a couple of emails, people literally ringing me up and saying, I love what you do. Can you help me do the exact same thing? And I was quite shocked. I thought, oh, these ladies are actually, and 90% of the time it is ladies and, and they're inquiring about how they can copy what I was doing. So I helped as many people as I could over the phone. But I mean, as you can imagine, I was still trying to run my own VA business. So there was only so many hours I could put in in a week or in a day, giving away free time basically to help people start their own business. And every time someone had a question or didn't know what to do, they'd shoot me an email. I even had a couple of people send me their resumes um, and ask me to look at their resumes to see if they had the skills to actually become a VA. Just at the end of last year, I decided to formalize that that entire um, process of me helping everyone on a one-by-one scale. And I thought, you know what? More people need to know about this. There's so many mums out there that have amazing admin skills and amazing technical skills that would love to be able to still contribute to their family income but also want to be a great mum and stay at home and, you know, stay with their kids. So why not educate these people on a larger scale about how they can definitely do that, work from home as a virtual assistant. So that's how my progression kind of happened. I decided to concentrate and dedicate my time helping more people on a bigger scale as opposed to helping people only when they rang me about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you talked about some of the skills just then, Donna, that, you know, women might already have. Can you talk about the sort of skills that might be needed as a virtual assistant? 
Sure. So I think it's important that anyone who's interested in becoming a virtual assistant, if they haven't already started, is that you need to have, in my opinion, at least two years administration experience. So um, I'm talking about office manager, secretarial, personal assistant, anything of that nature where you're doing a lot of variety of administration. Um, You're familiar with basic programs such as Microsoft Office and the whole suite, so Word, Excel, PowerPoint, etc. Um, you know how to use your, you know, how to set up your own email accounts, how to um, manage your social media pages. Every, every little aspect of administration is highly important because, one, you're running your own business and you, no one's going to be telling you how to do it. And two, the other important point is people are hiring you to do this for them. So, obviously, you need to be t- quite you know familiar in those skills now besides the fact that you need to have the appropriate technical skills you also need to be very organized um, as a virtual assistant you have multiple clients it's very rare for one VA to have one big client that monopolizes their entire time because obviously that would be bad business practice if that client left you'd have nothing <laughs> yeah. so most VA most VAs have five or six or maybe even ten smaller clients and because you're dealing with more than one client client who has different needs and different tasks. You have to be able to manage all of those tasks and get everything done on time. So great time management skills, highly organized and really being flexible. One of the ways that I my client base grew was due to my flexibility. I was more flexible than a temping agency. You know, a temping agency would send someone out and they've only got a set limited skills and nothing could change. Whereas my clients would ring me up and say, let's try this this way this week. Let's let's you know, they'd put a spanner in the works and they wanted to try something new and it was that flexibility, me being able to grow with them in their business that really made them highly, you know, really love the fact that they had a VA as opposed to a temp or an employee. Mm. It was interesting listening to you talk about the sort of skills that you need and I, and it was, I was a remind, reminded of the time when I used to work as a teacher, which was my previous life before I do what I did, what I, what I do well, now. Well, you're teaching now in a way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even as a teacher, I mean, it, even if I have never worked in an office environment, but the sorts of skills that I had to have as a teacher were everything that you described because I was quite autonomous in the classroom and but I needed to know how to have all those administrative tasks or, or skills, so to speak. So exactly. I needed to know, you know, all the Microsoft soft programs and I needed to be able to manage emails. I needed, I mean, mind you, I was teaching before social media, but, you know, a lot of people are very familiar with social media, but that is a skill that they can, they can learn as well. So even if, I mean, no, you're right. I was going to say, I have had people contact me who've got maybe half of the, you know, the skills that you would need to be a VA. They're really good in what they do, but they don't know the side of it. For example, like social media. And I always say to people, don't stress about that. You know, you can always start with what you know and build on your, you know, expertise. Mm. And I would hate for people to completely discount the concept just because they're scared about one little area they're not aware of. You yeah. can learn any, anything if you put your dedication towards it. Yeah, I think the key thing really is if you're one of those people that loves organisation and systems and structure, then this is probably right for you. Would you agree? Definitely, because the people who hire VAs have do not have those skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got the skills. What sort of equipment do you need to get started with all of this? Not very much, in my opinion. As long as you have the internet, a, a good internet connection, so no dial-up, and you have a um, good computer, that is the basis from what you need as a, from a physical tool. I mean, I have a printer in my office which has a scanner attachment and that's handy for little things. You know, if a client sends me a task to print and post a letter out to one of his customers, then yeah, I can do that. But that's not, that is such a small proportion of my business. Um, predominantly, it's just me working on the internet. Now, obviously, there are certain programs that make my business, you know, go smoother. 
things like um, I use, uh, for example, using um, video editing software and uh, other tools like that. But that's because they're the kind of tasks that I do for my clients. So um, if you're just doing general administration, then at which is what exactly what I was doing at the beginning, then a computer and the internet is literally all you need. Yeah, so it's a low-cost startup at the end of the day, isn't it? Very low, very, very low cost. One of the lowest cost startup businesses you could possibly do as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and, and you know, this is one of the most beautiful things about, you know, being a, a woman who works from home and especially when you're using the internet is there are so many good quality business models that you can choose that are low cost startups and, and being a virtual assistant is certainly one of those. Definitely. And what I love about it is, 99% of people have the internet and a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've probably got everything you need to, to you get started. Need, yeah. yeah, maybe you need to upgrade your Microsoft Office. That's not a big deal, you know. Um, most people have everything they need to at least get the ball rolling. Yeah. Fast track the success of your online business. Download the Yona's free e-course, the three big M's, the three biggest mistakes that most women make with their online business and how you can avoid them. Go to mumpreneursonline.com now. And you mentioned then that some of the tasks that you might do. Uh, can you explain a little bit more about what someone might expect to do as a VA? Sure. So obviously the tasks are really highly dependent on the type of client that you have. I have a lot of business coaches um, as my clients. So we do a lot of, because my business coaches run a lot of workshops and do a lot of traveling, I do a lot of uh, flight bookings and hire car bookings, which I then update in their uh, electronic diary. I would send them an SMS, to SMS notifying them of all their details because these people are really good coaches, but not really good from the admin side. So mm. It's better for them to have all the details on their phone as well. Um, I set up a lot of their workshops, so things like sending out invitations, note you know, making sure who's RSVPing, sending out welcome kits, even sometimes preparing workshop material. Uh, it's just such a, I mean, that, and that's just in that particular niche. I've got a few niches that I work for, um, and there's always obviously the general side, you know, a lot of transcribing audio and things like that. It's just such a wide range of tasks, really, at the end of the day, that are really highly specific to depending on what market you work with. So is it worthwhile focusing on a specific niche, do you think? Definitely. My first niche and my biggest niche is the financial planning industry. That's where I actually came from originally um, years and years ago. And I am one of the very few VAs in Australia who specializes in that industry and I have complete monopoly in that market. My name is known in that circle. I've had people ring me up but, uh, financial advisors and insurance brokers ringing me up saying, I've heard of you from so-and-so and I don't even know who this third person is. Wow, it's just, that's fantastic. It, it just spreads like wildfire. Actually, the other day I had a, a an actual business coach ring me up and say to me, so many of my, she specializes only in financial planners and she her clients actually mentioned me before and she actually rang me up to find out who is this Donna girl that her clients keep talking about because she had no idea who I was and when I explained it to her, she just realised that I was, you know, an awesome tool for her other clients who hadn't heard of me yet. Right. So I suppose by niching down, you're benefiting because the people within that industry are going to talk amongst themselves. But obviously from a marketing point of view, with any of your sales copy on your websites or any of your other marketing materials, it means that you can speak the specific language to that niche, doesn't it? Correct. So when I created services or packages or any kind of marketing material, it was written only that a financial planner would understand. And when I say that, I mean I was discussing software that only financial planners use. It, anyone else reading it would not have understood what I was talking about. Mm. But it was such a clincher for the financial advisor because 
they knew they didn't have to train me in it, in that industry. I knew that industry. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean I, you can't pick an industry you're not 100% have worked in all your life. You can learn about it and target it, but it means then, like you said, you can actually really hone in your marketing material and your copy to be so specific to that industry that they're more likely to respond to it. Yeah, I think it's a really wise idea because it, it then starts to make you the obvious choice doesn't it? You know, and it makes it harder for generalists to compete with you. Definitely, definitely. And it doesn't mean you can't have more than one. Like I said, I did financial planning clients for years and then I thought, you know what, I want to spice it up a bit. And now I've got clients in a few different areas, which means my work's more varied but um, or was more varied when I was working more as a VA. But um, yeah, definitely specialize if you possibly can and, and pick a topic that they lo- that you love, that you, you know, an, ind- an area that you absolutely enjoy working with. So then it comes out when you're talking to those kind of clients. They can see that you're passionate about that industry. Yeah, fantastic. And as far as going about getting your first few clients or you know building up in that way, how did you go about starting to find your clients? <laughs> well, when I started five years ago, it was – or just over five years ago, it was – really unknown. No one had even heard of the concept of VA and I actually didn't even call myself that. I just called myself an off-site secretarial support because <laughs> I, I didn't know what to call myself. Well, I suppose it's a fairly new term, isn't it? The word VA or virtual assistant and even even nowadays when I say the term, people say a what? Still, yeah, still I get people saying what but now more often I get people going, oh, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what I actually did was I literally just put my first thing that I did was just tell everyone. I told all my family, all my friends, everyone. I said spread the word. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying this is going to happen for everyone but I got my first client in three days' time and that was literally from word of mouth. A friend of a friend at a primary school told or some a father who happened to be a financial advisor and he rang me up because he worked from home and he needed some help. That's fantastic. And I, I agree with you to start with your inner circle to begin with, you know, because all, you, all you need is one client. And, and this is exactly what happened with me when I started my consulting business, my online marketing. Uh, you know, it was the friend of my stepfather that gave me my first job. And because he was loving what I was doing for him, he told others and then it just spread from there. It's so true because that first client that I had, he told me to his cousin who happened to be a financial advisor as well. Yeah. So I got I got his cousin and then his cousin told the manager of the department that he worked in and it just spread like wildfire. So being ending up in the financial advising sort of all the financial sector or niche, it, was that just through chance that because your first client happened to be in that niche and that's where you ended up specialising? A bit, a little bit yes and a little bit no. I think it's because all my family and friends knew that's the area I came in. So when I told them now I'm working from home and I can do admin, I wasn't specifically asking them to find me someone in that niche. But because everyone knew what I did, whenever someone popped up in that industry, they you know they first thought, oh, Donna could help them in that area. So that I think that's how that connection happened. Yeah. Um, and then once I realized the power of it, and when I also realized that no one else was doing it, it just it was, you know, it just made smart business sense. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, it's funny how you sort of sometimes things happen for a reason, you know, like you, 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 you had that speciality, but then the first client came and then it just went on from there. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't, I still, when I think back, I just think how crazy it was. <laughs> yeah. Do you do any other sort of forms of marketing now, or is it all through referrals? I actually, this year is the first year that I've actually started marketing my own personal VA business and that's just to really ramp it up to a new level. Um, previous to that, I 90% of my clients were through word of mouth and 10% probably came through AdWords. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit more about your online marketing? 
So with AdWords, I got a specialist to do an AdWords campaign for me and we picked some keywords that we thought would, um, you know, I did a little bit of research and I talked to a lot of people about what they were looking for and we created some campaigns and he measured and um, watched those campaigns for me and a lot of the click-throughs that I got resulted in people completing my contact form on my website and I suppose the difference there is that I made, you know, I'm a really big believer in responding to every inquiry really 110% full forward with as much information as you can and as friendly and as polite as you can be and I think that's how I won a lot of clients. I think I I remember a few people actually told me that they had inquired with 10 different companies by the time they got to me and just the lack of response had instantly turned them off. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's, it's all about creating that wow factor, isn't it? You know, I've written a blog, blog post about that recently. And, you know, if you can create that wow, then you're going to win hands down because people are very uh, lethargic and laid back when it comes to dealing with inquiries and all that sort of stuff. So if you're coming back to them, like you say, with that full force, you're going to really impress them. Oh, definitely. And besides those two areas, that was the only two that I worked in. And I actually paused the campaign for a little while because emails were coming in and I was personally struggling trying to do them and attend to all the phone calls. So I was just trying to get everything under control. So I actually did pause the campaign for a short while. Um, But other than that... It's a good situation to be in, isn't it? It it is. And at that time I thought, God, I wish I had a few more people in my team. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, because that's where I wanted to head next is, I mean, obviously when you first start out, you're a one-man band and, you know, you've only got a certain amount of hours in the day and especially, you know, for our listeners who may may be mothers and they've got other commitments and they're maybe wanting to work from home but also keep flexibility and the ability to spend time with their kids and their families. So what happens when you get to that point where, you know, you're full and you can't take on any more work but you want to increase your business, you want to increase your income? What's the next phase with that? So I have three areas that I think work the best to, I suppose, increase your business without necessarily increasing the amount of work you have to do. I talked about it actually recently at one of my workshops I just did on the weekend and one of them that I talked about is actually diversifying your income using virtual products. So as a VA, you definitely can sell virtual products, whether it's email marketing software or being an affiliate for certain programs that you agree with and promote and that way you can actually increase your income without technically putting in that much extra work. That's not for everyone. Not everyone is going to sell a product. So the other side, the other prong I suppose is increasing your team. So what I did was I actually networked with other VAs that I had specific skills that I didn't have or that my skills weren't as good as theirs. For example, bookkeeping. I can't stand bookkeeping and there are some... <laughs> And and that's the biggest rule with outsourcing is outsource the things that you don't like to do or, you know, you bore you to tears. (laughs) I can't stand it. So so I found someone who um, could do bookkeeping online and do it really well and I ensured that she was best registered and had all of her certifications. And now what I do is every time someone inquires in my business about getting bookkeeping support, I tell them, yes, we can do it. My team member who happens to be this other lady will do it for me and she charges me and I put on a little bit on top and charge it to the client. Now, the beauty about it is that this particular client then took up other services of mine that I actually specialize in. So by having that more well-rounded package, it it actually encouraged me to have clients that were, I mean, you would know, not everyone doesn't want to have some tasks done by one VA, some tasks done by a different agency and some tasks done by a third person. If they can keep it all in-house and want to get it, they will. So by me being able to increase my team and having people in my team that did other skills that I wasn't previously offering meant that I actually offered a better package to all my clients. It's like value adding, isn't it? Definitely. And all I did, all I had to do was literally add a little bit on top 
and I was the main relationship, you know, uh, I was the person that the client had the relationship with. They did occasionally speak to my team member but not that much because I'm the one that signed them up. Um, and I suppose the third per- the third prong that I go down occasionally is if I pick up a job that I can't do or I haven't got time to do, I literally just refer it to um, a another VA or another company and sometimes depending on the relationship you have, they might give you a little kickback for, to say thank you or they might give you then future referrals. So I treat every single inquiry um, into my business as a potential client regardless of whether I'm doing the work or not. It's all about you know having that really good professional appearance. Yeah, and you know all of those strategies are fantastic ways to scale the business and to grow up beyond the ability you have as, a, as being one person. And it's all about leverage, and the internet is fantastic for that, isn't it? Because it allows you to leverage yourself, your skills, your time. And I just want to draw back on the first one you mentioned, and, and this is another thing I love about the internet is that you know being a virtual assistant is one business model that you can choose to take up um, as a mother working from home. But you just mentioned in that first prong, which was promoting products that are related to what you do that might have an affiliate program. So here you are, you're, you're VA, but now you're also an affiliate marketer. You're, not, you're also earning passive income. That's the great thing about affiliate marketing is you've got passive income coming in from that. Oh, a really cool one that I found was I, I don't use it anymore, but I, I originally used this CRM software that I loved. And they had a 30% affiliate commission set up and I loved it and I promoted the product to people all the time and every time someone signed up through me, obviously I made my money. But what I then did was actually create packages to help those clients set up those CRMs and import all their data. So I actually created a new product from it that I didn't have before Mm. Um, and the beauty about it is my clients wanted a CRM, they loved the idea of it but to be frank, they can't be bothered or they don't have the technology skills to actually even set it up, even no matter how easy it is. So by doing it this way, I actually bundled it together saying, look, if you buy this package you know, through this link, I'll give you this special price on you know, helping me. I can, sorry, I can help you um, set it up or whatever it might be. I mean, there's lots of different things. With email marketing, you might create the template for the client um, or you might input all their business cards that they've got from a networking meeting. So you can do some data entry coupled with if they purchase this you know, email marketing software via you. So th- there's just so many opportunities in the industry if you think outside the square. That's right. And a lot of these packages too, they're on a recurring monthly fee. So, you know, this is where the passive income, recurring passive income comes in because they might pay, let's say, just for instance, they pay $50 a month to have that access to that CRM and you get 30% of that. You're getting that 30% recurring commission for as long as they're using that package, which, Correct. which is just beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> It is, sure is. <laughs> yeah. So if someone's not started at all yet, Donna, what would be one of the first steps that they would take to get started? Okay, so in my opinion, I'm skipping over the fact that you've decided. So I always say to people in my workshops, make the conscious decision that you want to work from home and that you want to be a VA. Like that's the first step. But if we've passed that, I say to people, and it shocks a lot of people, go get an ABN, go get an Australian business number. It costs nothing to get online. I mean, you can go speak to an accountant if you want help. But the reason why I say it is that first client that I got five and a bit years ago, I actually did not have an ABN yet. It was just something I spread to my family going, this is what I'm going to do. And I got a client before I was even ready. And um, so I could get paid for my first invoice because I actually worked about four days later for him, four hours. I actually quickly went and got an ABN under my own personal name. And my first invoice was just made out to me, Donna. Um, I (laughs) I didn't have a business name. I didn't have anything. And I know it's nice to have everything set up day one from, you know, pretty with all your logos and your website and everything. And I totally get that. But Quite frankly, if I'm, as far as I'm concerned, if you've got your ABN ready, you can actually get started. And if 
on the grapevine, something happens or someone contacts you, you seize that opportunity straight away. You do not wait for it at all. Yeah, that's, that's such good advice. It is. I mean, I was in exactly the same situation because my <laughs> first client, when it came to me, it, it was through default, really. And I, I wasn't set up at all. I wasn't ready to take on business. And it's very important from a legal perspective that you do get all that sorted, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, yeah. I had a lady ask me the other day if she actually needed an ABN because she knew she wasn't going to earn enough money to be taxed by the end of this financial year. And I, and I realized then that she loved the idea of being a VA, but she didn't have that technical business and the legal side down pat in her mind. So I had to walk her through it. But definitely get an ABN. It costs nothing to get. Yeah, and, and and it can sit in the background and not do anything for a long time without having to, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, create any it, issues. Yeah. yeah, it stays dormant. I mean, you can leave it dormant for quite some time before you, can. you, you don't have to use it. You can't use it. Yeah, so it, even if it sits there for a year and you haven't used it, that's still fine. That's you, fine. You mentioned too, um, you know, websites, logos. How important is it, do you think, to have any of that sort of ready or up and going at the beginning? Because I know some people might be stressing and thinking, oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. Look, in a utopian world, you would have it all because that's, you know, if you're going to hand out a business card that's got a web address on it and you've got nothing there, then it kind of, and the fact that you're working virtually <laughs> kind of is a little bit odd. But I don't think it's the most important thing. I think if you come across, if you're already out there networking and you're spreading the word, that's far more important than having the online presence. You can always buy a domain name and have your little holding page saying coming soon. Um, people realize that what you do is not have an online presence but actually give really good admin support. So I think if you've got the capacity to do it and to get it ready, then go for it. But I wouldn't hold back on starting if that was the only thing that was stopping you because that's just silly in my opinion. Yeah, and putting a website together these days is, you know, you can do it yourself using Mentoring Mums Online program. We do cover, you know, how to get your own website set up and do it, you know, for a very cheap rate. But the funny thing was when I first started and, and the person that was mentoring me at the time when, when I was working in my consulting business, and I said, oh, what am I going to do, though, if I don't have a website? And he said to me, Fiona, I can tell you right now that the majority of people aren't even going to ask to see your website. And I didn't believe him. I totally did not believe him. But I can tell you now, I've got a website for my consulting business, but 99% of the time, people don't even ask to see it. <laughs> I, supp <laughs> I suppose it depends how you get the client. If, because if you're planning on getting clients online, then you will need a website. Yeah, if they're going to come, yeah. yeah. But if you're going to go out and network face to face and pick up clients that way, then I wouldn't be stressing about the website at all. No. And when they come yeah. through referrals, admit, because the referral client is the best client you can get because you've gained instant credibility in the eyes of the person that's coming to you because somebody that they know and trust has referred you to them. And those referral clients, which is the majority of my consulting bit work, they have never, not once, have they asked to see my website. <laughs> it's really quite funny because I, I put a lot of time and effort into my website, but hardly any of them ever want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for you. I know, but you know, it, it just goes to show. And I suppose I'm sharing this story because I want to, you know, just take the pressure off for someone who maybe is just getting started. Don't put that pressure on yourself, especially if you are starting. You know, as Donna says, with your inner circle and and maybe looking at getting some referrals to start with. Then that really is enough for the time being. And once you've got the income flowing, then maybe you can look at getting the website set up and getting your business cards done. And I mean, you can even go to Vistaprint, can't you, and get those really you know quick and easy cards done up. There, there are there are really cheap options out there for business cards. Yes, mm. they're not the most fancy schmancy shiny glittery ones but all you need is to be able to give the client or the potential client the name and the, your name and your number and your email or your email address and not on a post-it note for example <laughs> yeah if you'd like to become a mompreneur and spend more time at home with your family then 
thanks to a successful online business, then we can help. Join the Mentoring Moms Membership Program, Moms membership program. and access a full range of step-by-step -step videos and supporting training materials. The Mentoring Moms Membership Program is an online business blueprint just for moms. To find out more, go to mentoringmomsonline.com. Yeah, and just reflecting back to for those ones that maybe are just starting and have very limited funds and we've talked about not worrying about getting the website, the best way to advertise, would you say just talk to your inner circle? Is that what you would recommend? Definitely, and Facebook because Facebook's okay. free. Yep. You've already got, you know, most people say have at least 100 friends on there who know them already. Like they already know you. They already know you intimately. Like a good 50 of them would know you personally quite well. They know what you do and how good or bad you are at whatever skill you want to offer. They're going to be your biggest advocates. Friends help friends. And all it takes is for, you know, six degrees of separation. All it takes is for a couple of people to start talking and it can just spread. I was helping a lady set up, set up her own VA business. She's based in Sydney. And she actually, before she even got herself sorted, she just talked about it on Facebook. And somehow some woman, some beautician in Queensland read about it and rang her up and asked her if she'd be able to help her with some vouchers she wanted to send out to clients. And um, she hadn't even really done anything and or advertised except for just talking about it on Facebook with her, in her own inner circle. Wow. It, it was mean, unbelievable. She rang me up so excited and I was so happy for her. <laughs> that's fantastic. And that's that's how viral social media is, you know. And as a, coming back again, the the person who is referred is the best client you'll get, you know. So it, Without a doubt. They're already halfway social there. Media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, half the sale has been done already. Mumpreneur's Listener Dilemma. We have a reader dilemma here. We've got Sue who was looking at getting into um, becoming a virtual assistant and she was wondering, is there enough work out there for VAs? Uh, okay, so I've had this question before and what I actually usually say to people is that there is definitely enough work out there because what you have to understand is it's not that specific work is being created for VAs, it's just that admin work that's out there is now being um, outsourced more and more often. So if you go to Seek, for example, and have a look at how much admin work, how many admin positions are there, there's thousands, thousands and thousands. So um, if that particular employer decides to hire a VA over a, an employee because they've understood the concept, then the amount of work hasn't changed for the, that's out available. It's just different direction and it's all about education. And the reason why I say this is that after I got my first few clients and I was looking to build my business, I actually um, started applying for part-time administration or casual administration roles that I saw online and actually going for an interview. And in the interview process, I actually say to people, look, I'm actually a virtual assistant and this is how it works and this is why it would benefit your business. And people at first were a bit like, oh, I've never heard of that. And then once they understood the concept, they still hired me just as a VA, not as an employee. And a lot of those jobs are in the city. So I still got to work from home for Sydney corpor you know, uh, city corporations. Wow. Um, and, I mean, look, some people didn't like it. They're like, no, it's not for me, and that's fine. Because you got to. I had to be very careful in who I applied for because obviously things like reception roles, I didn't apply for those. I, I had to really read the ad and think, Is this, can I do this off-site? You know, if the ad was quite descriptive on what specifically they wanted and I thought, look, can this be done? I did it all the time. And my point is that, the amount of work that was available virtually hadn't changed as opposed to the amount of work that was available as an employee. It's just the way the work was delivered or the way whoever was going to complete the task had changed. And I think that's the important thing to realise here. The amount of admin work available is never going to change. It's just educating small businesses about why you would hire a VA over an employee. 
Do you know, I had never, it never even occurred to me that you would be answering ads, you know, through Seek or any other sort oh, of classified. You know, that's fantastic and that's great bit, advice. It was a bit sneaky. I have to tell you, a couple of people came back to me saying that they didn't like that I had done that. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I just moved along, went to the next person. <laughs> what, who, who was saying they didn't like it? The actual employer. So I had a couple of, I came across a couple of, contacted a couple of employees and said, this is, you know, what I do. And they, they thought it was misleading of my application. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but that's okay. Like, like it's important for people to know this. Not everyone is going to love everything about you, and um, and that's fine. But I still got a lot of clients this way, and I've still got these clients five years later, and they always say to me, "I'm so glad I got you, and not a an employee. It saved me so much money." Fantastic advice. Thank you for sharing that with us, Donna. I absolutely love it. <laughs> this is Mumpreneurs Online Must Have Resource of the Week. Next, uh, I'd love to chat to you about uh, our tool of the week. Um, what would you say is one of the or two of the most valuable tools for you in your business? Okay, so I've got a couple. I've got a normal one that probably everyone has heard about, which is Dropbox. Um, and I know Dropbox is probably um, a very well-known tool in your network and your group purely because of its amazing capabilities and what it can do for your business. So, I mean, just to give a quick example, I actually have – a lot of folders shared with various clients and for obvious reasons we can drag and drop in our tasks, um, any content, any large files. You know, if I'm doing a video edit, there's no point in trying to email a large video file. Um, it just doesn't happen. So he can drag it in and then I can access it and drag in the you know, the finished product. So we all know about how awesome Dropbox is and, and um, in my opinion it's actually quite affordable as well. But a cool tool that might, maybe not a lot of you um, use is something that I call that that is called sorry um, SMS Tech. Now SMS Tech allows me to SMS anyone f- from my computer for I think it's eight cents for this company. There are a lot of companies out there, but the one that I use is SMS Tech. And the reason why I got it is for a variety of reasons. I actually do a little bit of reception support for some of my clients. So if a call comes in and I want to uh, send a message to my client, I actually SMS it to them and it comes straight into their phone. It comes from my business name and the reason why I SMS it is because it pops open and the number's already there, they can click on it and make the call straight away, nice, clean, simple. Everyone loves it. I also use SMS Tech to pass on any important information to my client, like like I was saying before when I book flights, if they if I need to have their reference number and the booking code, so I'll send it to them via SMS. If there are any reminders, you can even use it for marketing if you're careful. You obviously don't want to step over privacy laws, but if clients have provided their mobile number to you, you know, I always used to say to people, Monday morning, I'll send them an SMS at 10.30 saying, are you stressed at the moment? Give me a buzz. Let me see if I can help you. You know, that's fabulous because, you know, one of the things that's um, um, becoming more and more prevalent, I think, these days is, you know, our email boxes are just bombarded with junk and a lot of people, you know, there's so many emails to drill down through every day. So important information can get lost. So whereas people, when they receive a text message, they read it pretty much straight away most of the time or if they it's read a, it, you know, without without too much delay. So the fact that you're sec- able yeah, to... It's yeah, a five-second thing. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that you're able to communicate with your clients like that in, in such an effective manner and, and make it easy for you because you're not having to sit there with silly predictive text on your phone doing it. It's <laughs> just straight from your computer. It is. And the one thing that I think is really important for people to realise is the reason why I did this is because I did not want to SMS from my phone. Mm. I did not, a lot of, some clients I didn't mind, but some other clients I did not want them to have my personal, because my mobile that I use for work is also my personal mobile. I have the same number. And 
there were certain clients that I did not want to have my person on mobile because I knew they would be the type of people that would call out of business hours or call every five minutes or whatever it might be. Um, so I actually, the, the other, another good reason why I bought it was simply so that they didn't have my personal mobile number when I needed to SMS them. Mm, yeah, and avoiding that predictive text <laughs> that just oh, drives definitely. me insane. I've sent some very funny text messages to people in the past. <laughs> Sorry, so have I. <laughs> I think we all have. Donna, look, I'm just so excited that you've come into our community and I can, and as I'm sure ladies that you can hear that she has a lot to offer us in regards to her expertise, not just in, in be, being a virtual assistant, but in, in, in being a businesswoman and being somebody that works from home. So welcome to our Mumpreneurs Online community and I'm especially excited that you're also going to be one of our expert mentors in the Mentoring Mums Online community and helping women within there uh, who want to build a business as a VA. I'm very excited as well. I can't. I don't know if anyone can tell from my voice, but I get so passionate from this industry. And like I said, as far as I'm concerned, the more people who are VAs and the more businesses that use VAs, the better it's going to be for everyone. Fantastic. Donna, thank you so much for your time tonight and we will definitely look forward to hearing from you again sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mumpreneurs Online. If you liked today's episode, then you'll love all the extra information on our website. Go to mumpreneursonline.com now.